Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Over the years, you have heard me talk about the strange story of Art Bell's alien statue that supposedly comes to life sometimes at night. And I'm telling you, this is one of the weirdest stories that I know. Even if you've heard me talk about this before, you need to hear what I have to tell you in this podcast. If you've never heard about this before, well, you're going to definitely find this interesting, I think, <laughs> because, oh boy, it's 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 so bizarre. Um, this is one of the weirdest things in the world, and I own it right now, and I put together the definitive history of Art Bell's alien statue, and I posted it on a web page called artbellalien.com, artbellalien.com, with all the documentation to prove that what I'm, I'm about to tell you is true. And so I, I want to tell you a little bit more about um, that. And, and just, in fact, I just really want to, for the record, read this complete story for you on this podcast. And then I also have some new um, kind of experience experiment stuff that I want to talk to you about that I'm doing right now. Um, I started drinking something that some people say has miraculous health benefits. And, you know, I don't usually talk about health and medical stuff because, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't want to get in any trouble. But I I am going to tell you about this. This is pretty wild. And I have uh, some follow-ups for you on psychotronics and uh, the UFO attractor that Jason created in Colorado and some other things. So, oh boy, yeah, it's got to be one of those podcasts. A lot, a lot going on right now. But let's get back to Art Bell's alien statue. And again, I know that many of you all over the world have been following this podcast for a long time, and you might say, like, I kind of know this story, but it doesn't matter. You're going to learn more. And that's because that, I guess around 10 years ago, and I'm getting ready to read all the facts for you, Uh, about 10 years ago, I uh, attained Art Bell's alien statue, and it's big, you know, it's like five feet tall, and I think it's like 70-some pounds, I got all the stats, I'm, I'm about to give you all the details, right now I'm just, you know, bullshitting off the top of my head, uh, but basically, um, when I got this thing, it went on display in my Asheville Mystery Museum in Asheville, North Carolina. And became like the star attraction. I mean, all these people from around the world would come there to see Carvel, the alien, they call him, and they'd get their picture taken with him, etc. And then earlier this year, 2020, um, unfortunately, the building that my museum was in which is the basement of the Asheville Masonic Temple, which is 107, 108 years old, had started to degrade to the point where we were consistently getting flooded down there because Asheville is just getting rainier and rainier. And I mean, uh, and it's, it's kind of at the bottom of a hill. And so finally I was contacted by the board and they said, you know, we can't, <laughs> we cannot guarantee that you're, 
your items are going to be safe down there anymore and we need to go in and pretty much you know gut most of everything that's in that basement and do like a major overhaul and it, I'm, I'm talking major the kind of thing that would take I don't even want to try to imagine how much money and, 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 and a lot of time and effort and so I mean years so I had to close the museum down and I could have reopened it somewhere else in Asheville but instead I decided to send everything here to Las Vegas and so this year I was going to put this alien statue on display here in Las Vegas where I am now but of course then the COVID-19 stuff hit so that's obviously not going to happen and I look back at having to move everything out of the basement and closed down the museum in Asheville right when it happened, which was around January, February. And I think, I think like, wow, that was a blessing in disguise because that building is for the most part off limits. Now people are not, you know, allowed to go in there for all kinds of reasons. So even if my museum was there, it would be in limbo. So it's one of those things where I say, ah, Thank you, Lord, for helping me get, you know, my collection out of there right before all this COVID stuff happened. So anyway, that said, uh, I wanted to put together the definitive history of Art Bell's alien statue this year. And so I went ahead and did it. ArtBellAlien.com is where you can get all the information, watch the videos, listen to the audio, um, see the pictures. But the first thing I want to do is just read to you what I wrote. This is literally the text from the web page. And uh, again, this is, it's pretty crazy when you, when you actually consider everything that's involved here. Now, of course, Art Bell, surely you know who Art Bell is. I mean, if not, I mean, Art Bell, he was the creator of Coast to Coast AM which is the number one overnight radio show in certainly North America, possibly the world, probably the world. I know in just the USA, it airs on over 600 stations every night. And uh, it's, it's hosted now by George Norrie. And so, you know, Art Bell died a few years ago. And so Coast to Coast AM is so popular and was so successful that uh, that was one of the big reasons that Art Bell was in, inducted into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. So uh, here is, you know, again, in, instead of me trying to be redundant here, let me just read to you the story that you can find if you go to artbellalien.com. And I, I just finished this webpage year, uh, excuse me, uh, days ago. And, uh, Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. Here it is. Are you ready? The Amazing Story of Art Bell's Alien Statue. And then there's a bulletin there that says, It's rumored to sometimes come to life at night. Here are some other bulletins before we get really started. This is the only artifact owned by America's top-rated daytime talk radio host, Rush Limbaugh and America's top-rated nighttime radio host 
Coast to Coast AM creator Art Bell, both in the National Radio Hall of Fame. Let me pause here and say, I don't know what your politics are, and I really don't give a flying fuck. So I know there are some of you who are going to say, well, Rush Limbaugh, oh, oh, because he's a conservative Republican. That is neither here nor there. All right? that, that, that is the kind of thinking that I think tears our, uh, our world apart these days. I'm stating just a fact for you. So if you don't like Rush Limbaugh or Republicans or conservative stuff or whatever, it doesn't matter because he is the number one top-rated daytime talk radio host. So don't let your appreciation for this story I'm about to give you be somehow colored by some stupid uh, political mindset. So I'm going to read that again. This is the only artifact owned by America's top-rated daytime talk radio host, Rush Limbaugh, and America's top-rated nighttime radio host, Coast to Coast AM creator Art Bell, both in the National Radio Hall of Fame. Next bulletin point, it is one-of-a-kind, handcrafted art. And the next bulletin point is this unique wooden mahogany statue is approximately five feet tall and weighs 72 pounds. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm, I'm going to pause again here from reading this. Uh, I used to say that that this statue was four feet tall and a hundred pounds and that was just like some kind of rough information that I got somewhere in the shipping process but I I, I have Carvel in my house now this alien statue and uh, I, I took out a tape measure and I got some scales and I just confirmed uh, here here are the stats this thing is actually five feet tall and weighs 72 pounds okay so here is what I wrote. It says written July 2020 because I wrote it a few days ago. And right now, uh, as I'm uh, reading this to you, it is August the 2nd of 2020. By Joshua P. Warren, Las Vegas, Nevada. And you can click any of the images on this page for a larger view. Right at the beginning, in big yellow letters there I say history detective Vance Pollock discovered the aliens origin and that's why I want to give Vance a lot of credit here um, I would not have had nearly as much success figuring out where this statue came from if it weren't for Vance Pollock and there are a lot of other people that I'm going to thank here at the end as well in 1998, there was a resurgence of cigar popularity. And this kept Darren Hussey, a professional woodcarver in Newark, Delaware, busy. He created traditional cigar store Native American statues, and the orders coming in were extraordinary. As he worked in his studio, he usually listened to Rush Limbaugh's afternoon talk radio show. Darren always had a sense of humor and an interest in aliens, so he made a few quote for fun. It took him two weeks of work to create this statue. When he was done with the mahogany, five foot tall, 
72-pound alien. He felt it looked like one of Russia's opponents, Democratic pundit James Carville. Shortly thereafter, Darren was delivering some of his art to various shops in New York. After he went into a store and saw that the new Weekly World News tabloid cover featured Rush Limbaugh meeting with, quote, space aliens, he got an idea. And I actually have here on the website a, um, a picture of that cover with Rush Limbaugh meeting with space aliens. Darren signed the base of the statue, quote, Carville the Alien. He then signed his name and the year 98. So we're talking 1998. And there's a picture of his uh, signature and all that. Uh, he then decided to drop it off in a wooden crate at the lobby of Rush's, uh, of Rush Limbaugh's New York radio station, WABC, as a gift. The rattled staff accepted the gift, and that would be the last Darren heard of the statue for 15 years. Darren said he heard from others that Rush had talked about it on his show and put it in his studio. Here is an interview I conducted with Darren Hussey on my Clear Channel slash iHeart Radio show called Speaking of Strange on News Radio 570 WWNC in Asheville, North Carolina on August 24th of 2013. This interview is 32 minutes long. I'm not going to play it all for you because I have posted this for you in the past. If you want to hear it, you have to go back and see the Joshua P. Warren Daily Podcast from September 11th of 2018. And uh, that's when I reposted that interview. So again, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, click the link to this podcast, Joshua P. Warren Daily, or however you access it, you can scroll back to September 11th of 2018, and it says, bonus from the past, my interview with the man who created Carvel, and you can listen to that if, if you'd like to do it. And so I give various options here at artbellalien.com on how you can access that. And then I say, here is contact info for Darren Hussey. He's very much active and productive right now. His website is bigbronze.com bigbronze.com because he makes a bunch of guess what big bronze statues even though you think well this is a guy who was making you know cigar store native american indians aliens whatever no he's making like huge big crazy statues now out of bronze bigbronze.com in newark delaware and uh as a matter of fact he, i think he told me the other last time i was uh corresponding with him that he's um, considering selling some of his equipment and he might have already done it but if you're the type of person who's interested in some like bronze statue making equipment well you can email me contact at joshuapwarren.com contact at joshuapwarren.com and I'll forward it on to him okay so anyway it goes on to say on Sunday March 10th 2001 three years 
after Darren dropped off the statue, Art Bell was being honored at the R&R Talk Radio Seminar in the Pacific Room at the Marriott in Marina del Rey, California. You see how specific and detailed I'm getting here, folks? See, this is some no-bullshit research. I have a picture of the program from that day. You can click on it and see all the stuff they were doing. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. All the people who were speaking. Joan Rivers was there. <laughs> all right, so anyway. So we, we made this leap, right? From him dropping off the statue to three years later, there, you know, Art Bell's being honored at this seminar. Art was being interviewed on stage by Matt Drudge. Of course, he's a, if you don't know, he's another radio host. I don't know if he is anymore. He used to be. Many radio professionals, including Coast to Coast AM producer Lisa Lyon, witnessed the session. At the end of the interview, Clear Channel CEO Randy Michaels came on stage to present Art Bell and Matt Drudge with gifts. Craig Kitchen, chairman of the National Radio Hall of Fame, sent me this report from a radio insider named Al Peterson. Quote, Earlier that morning, Randy had arranged with us to hide the alien behind the stage curtain. When Art and Matt were done, Randy came out and told the audience to sit down because he had a special presentation for Art. And to Art's obvious delight, out came the alien, end quote. Art Vuelo, known as radio's best friend, meticulously documented talk radio events at the time I contacted Art Vuelo and he sent me this footage of Art Bell receiving the alien statue and if you haven't seen this like I say it's there all you have to do is go to artbellalien.com and you can see the footage of Art receiving the statue in the video Randy Michaels says quote this in fact as you know was in Rush Limbaugh's studio, end quote. Art fawns over the statue and notably says, quote, I walked into Rush's studio and I said, oh my God, it was right next to his desk. What is this doing here? And I think we put a cigarette in his hand and a $5 bill and left. But I couldn't believe it. And so Rush sent this to me, end quote. Yes, says Randy Michaels, that is yours. And Art hugs the statue affectionately. And I have posted an email here to verify what I just read to you. So anyway, Carvel the Alien was a beloved fixture, uh, fixture in Art's studio for 10 years until 2011. Here, you can see the statue in a screenshot from Art's studio webcam. And I have, again, if you go to artbellalien.com, a picture of Art sitting in his studio. And he looks happy as hell. And he's pointing at something. And there's Carvel right there next to him. That, and, and that it's... 
uh, stamped as March 26th of 2001. Anyway, over the years, Art continued to love on his resident alien, uh, dressing Carville with Mardi Gras beads and other special ornaments. And by the way, all that stuff is still on him, <laughs> which is like a really cool thing for me to have. In 2001, I was in California to shoot an episode of Ghost Adventures for the Travel Channel. It was Season 5, Episode 4, called Winchester Mystery House. And here is a link to the episode on IMDb. On my way to the set, I received an unbelievable call from one of my radio producers named Mobius. He said he had been talking to Art Bell. Art said his wife and daughter claimed Carville, the alien statue, was coming to life at night and running around the house. Art said his wife and daughter demanded that the statue be removed from the house. Art said that Rush Limbaugh's wife had also said she saw the statue move its head and demanded it be removed from their house. This was not a joke. Art had no sense of humor about this. Art said as much as he loved the statue, it had to go ASAP. Well, I told Mobius there was no way I was going to believe this unless Art called me himself and talked to me. I mean, put yourself in my position. Like, wouldn't you feel the same way? Less than an hour later, Art called me. He told me exactly what Mobius had said. I was dumbfounded. And I'm sorry to keep pausing on you here, but I I remember I was in a car in San Francisco. I was a passenger. It's a very vivid day when I got that call from Mark Bell, and I I could almost sort of... (laughs) relive it and repeat it for you uh, verbatim but I'm, I'm telling you dumbfounded the, you know you know like as a writer the older I get the less I like to um, abuse words like don't use like a big ass word if it's not necessary dumbfounded fits for this situation art said this is back to the document now Uh, Art said I needed to come to his house in Pahrump, Nevada to retrieve the alien. Traveling to meet Art, one of my heroes in person, was an amazing opportunity, but he insisted I be there in a few days. That was impossible for me since I had to complete the ghost adventure shoot and then fly directly from California to Michigan to speak at a big conference. These were obligations I had to keep. One of my biggest regrets in my life is that I was unable to personally visit Art and pick up Carville. The timing was horrible, so it was not meant to be. But I knew I had to get this statue. So I contacted a good friend, a producer, director, and Art Bell fan, 
in Los Angeles named Jim Castle. I asked Jim if he would drive to Pahrump to pick up the statue and ship it to me in Asheville, North Carolina, where I could put Carville on display in my Asheville Mystery Museum. Jim was excited by the opportunity. Now, Jim Castle, who had worked on the X-Files TV show, and his friend drove to Pahrump and Art warmly welcomed them into his home. Art was so gracious that he gave them a tour and spent hours discussing all things unexplained. Art posed for numerous pics with Carvel and even knelt down and signed and dated the base of the statue himself all on camera. Furthermore, Art provided a handwritten note to confirm Carville's provenance and in fact you can go to artbellalien.com to look at it but I'll just read it to you right now it says 8-13-2011 to all and this is handwritten by Art Bell this alien statue was in the studio of Rush Limbaugh at WABC in New York City Rush gave it to me at a radio and records convention. He has been in my studio since the early 90s. I hope you enjoy his company, Art Bell. So obviously Art was way off on the dating when he said the early 90s. But that's that's totally understandable. This is not that long before, I mean, he died in I think 2017 so he died six years later and um, anyway that was really really nice of him to do that here are some pics from that day and I have a picture um, two pictures of Art Bell getting down on his hands and knees in his house and signing the statue and then a close-up of the signature and then a picture of Jim Castle with Art Bell and the friend that he brought and and uh, Carvel all right so pretty damn good provenance here wouldn't you say okay let me let me continue I did in fact pay art for the statue now, I have never made public how much that I paid him for the statue. And uh, I don't know, sometimes financial things are a little sensitive. You understand. So I'm not going to tell you how much I paid, but I did give him money for the statue. Once I was back in Asheville, Jim shipped Carville to me in a giant box full of foam peanuts. When I received Carvel, I was super excited to set up a new exhibit at my museum and announce this to the media. My staff and I began building the exhibit. Around 11 p.m., I was the last person in the building. I made sure all the lighting and signage was perfect. And then, exhausted, I left. There's a picture of me when I was setting up Carvel, I guess. 
The next morning, I had a meeting downtown, and I popped into the museum to pick up some papers. I was instantly angry. After all the hard work I'd done to make sure Carvel's display was perfect, the entire statue had turned a full 25 to 45 degrees to the right. My first thought was that someone was messing with me. But then I checked the single entrance security cam and found that no one had entered since I left. Nothing else in the museum, however fragile, had been disturbed. That's when I got goosebumps and realized that Carvel had truly somehow moved by himself in the night. The next day, the local ABC affiliate, News 13 WLOS, visited and did a report on Carvel. Here's a pic of the reporter, John Lee, and his cameraman, Steve, po uh, posing with Carvel. So obviously I have that here. Carvel remained on public display in my museum for the next nine years. Thousands of people from around the world visited him and loved him. When we switched the museum's location to the basement of the Asheville Masonic Temple, excuse me, Carvel became even more popular. He has received 1,000 hugs and kisses and been in countless selfies. He was instantly the star of the show at my museum. Obviously, he was talked about on countless international radio programs, including, of course, Coast to Coast AM, However, in early 2020, the museum suffered from incessant flooding problems. It was located in a building that was 107 years old. Sadly, I had to close down the museum, but I decided to move its contents across the country to my new homestead in Las Vegas, Nevada. Art Bell died in 2018. In 2020, Rush Limbaugh announced he had advanced lung cancer. And the next day, February 4th of 2020, President Trump gave him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian award a president can bestow at the State of the Union address. Carville the Alien is now in my private collection. He is not available for public display. But he is being studied. And someday his amazing history and charisma will enchant the public again. I would never sell him for less than a million dollars. Carville the Alien is a true national treasure. Joshua P. Warren. And I say with sincere thanks to Mobius, Vance Pollock, George Norrie, Lisa Lyon, Craig Kitchen, Al Peterson, and Art Vuelo for helping to research and document the story of Carville. If you want to see the documentation and, you know, for the provenance again, it's artbellalien.com. And, you know, that's true. Um, the, the thing is, 
I I have no desire to sell Carville the Alien. I am studying Carville the Alien. He lives in my living room right now. But here is the reality. I don't have any kids by choice. And Lauren and I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, which might actually be a good thing considering how the world is going right now. (laughs) So I really am open-minded to the idea that Carville will end up in good hands with somebody who appreciates him and respects him. And so uh, that's why, honestly, I wouldn't sell him for less than a million dollars. But if there is a museum, uh, if there, especially someplace in, in Nevada, you know, that has a connection to, you know, Pahrump and the Kingdom of Nye, you know, if you were an art fan, you know what I'm talking about, then uh, I would I would open my mind to to selling him to make sure that he is curated properly and that, uh, he, you know, he, he is studied properly and he lives on. Because if he doesn't end up in secure hands with people who know the history of this amazing uh, work of art, really, then um, who knows? He might just vanish. A lot of great, amazing things in history have just vanished. Look, nobody knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. You know, where 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 the where, where the hell did that go? Did it did it end up as junk? You know. Could Carville end up as firewood? Of course. So that's why, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged guy, so I presume that I will live statistically, you know, at least like another 40 years or something like that. But I'm not going to live forever, and I want to make sure that it's it's in good hands. So that's why I do open that door, Bell alien.com it's the definitive history with the documentation and the provenance thank you for listening to that story and indulging me okay by the way it was a pain in the ass to put all that together but i feel really good that i did it so now here are some experiments that i'm working on and uh i gotta tell you I wouldn't bring this up unless, you know, I thought there might be something to it. But here's what I've been drinking that has given me, at this point, in my experience, in my opinion, a lot of energy and vitality and just a really good positive feeling. And it's it's so fucking weird, I'm telling you. But just, okay, listen to this. Here's what I'm talking about. You know I like the History Channel. I've been on the History Channel many times over the years. I, uh, not too long ago, pitched a show to uh, that, that well that got picked up by the History Channel and called American Ripper, and I was a producer on that. So I, I really like the History Channel. And I've been talking about this show called Unidentified, on the History Channel. haven't seen the latest episode. Looking forward to watching that. But um, they have a show with William Shatner as the host called Unexplained. And 
the name is stylized so that even though it doesn't have the e in it like i don't know if you're a good speller but if you know u n e x p l a i n they don't have the e in there they just have an x in there so that's just some silly shit if you want to look it up but anyway it's a good show and um and and actually most of the time when shatner puts his name on something when he associates with something i mean it's it's pretty high quality you know i i have a lot of respect for the guy so anyway um there was an episode that aired and it was called mysterious stones let's see here if you you know if you go to imdb um Hang on a second. I have a little backup recorder that I use sometimes, and it just came off of my neck. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Mysterious Stones. And, and it, it really is a, a great episode of Unexplained because um, they don't just talk about typical stuff like we all know about the Curse of the Hope Diamond. and all. They don't even mention that. They, they talk about some stones that... I'd never heard about before, including this stone that that the Muslims are infatuated with, uh, you know, the in the Islamic world, blah blah blah. So there was a part of the show in which they were um, featuring a woman who had a terrible medical condition. And said that she had got in touch with, you know, some kind of a healing practitioner. And he told her, basically, uh, to take a quartz crystal that he had sent her. And put it into a glass of water and drink it every day. And so she said, after the third day something like hit her and all of a sudden she started feeling great you know it's like and and everything all her problems were reversed so i'm watching this and i'm thinking you know what i've always been uh fascinated by gemstones and crystals and so uh, that's why often when I'll put a product out there, it, you know, I will I will try to incorporate that because you're talking. I mean, like when you have like a quartz crystal, for example, you're talking about something that humans did not create. You know, something that has naturally been formed over an unimaginable expanse of time by the raw creative force, the universe itself whatever you think god is god made this thing and so i have a variety of crystals but one of my favorite types of crystals is called a herkimer diamond and even though i've known about them for a long time i was uh i really started thinking about them a lot more when i met my buddy Santero david longley because he was explaining to me about the significance of a Herkimer diamond. A Herkimer diamond is actually not a diamond. It is, uh, it's a quartz crystal that is naturally double terminated. So, for example, I'm on the internet right now, and it says Herkimer diamonds, this is Wikipedia, Herkimer diamonds are not actually diamonds, but double 
terminated quartz crystal. So what that means is, you know how you might have a crystal that has a pointy end? Well, this has two pointy ends, right? Both ends of it are pointy. That That's what they call double terminated in the gemstone world. And it says they were discovered within exposed outcrops around Herkimer County, New York, and the Mohawk River Valley. The quote diamond in their name is due to both their clarity and natural faceting. So when I was living in Puerto Rico, there were very few options to get access to gemstones. Certainly, you know, I never saw a Herkimer diamond. But I'm from Western North Carolina, which is rich with gems and minerals, famous for sapphires and emeralds and all kinds of stuff. You know, I have friends there who own an active mine in Franklin, North Carolina. And so Santero Longley said uh, when we were, I, I was living in Puerto Rico when he was, and I said to him, I'm about to go back to North Carolina, and he says, see if you can find me a Herkimer diamond. A big one, like the size of an egg. And I go, okay. Well, boy, that was a tall order uh, because I I ended up traveling all over the region and I realized that most Herkimer diamonds are small. I eventually found his perfect egg-shaped, well, not egg-shaped, egg-sized uh, Herkimer diamond. And... Uh, and sent it to him, and he loves it, and I'm sure that every single day he probably sits around and, with that thing in his hand when he's having coffee or something. But in the midst of my search for that, I found a Herkimer diamond that was mm, maybe two inches, one and a half, two inches in length, so not as big as he wanted, but just beautiful beautiful clarity i mean just one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen in the world of gemstones and what's funny is that i saw it one day and i said well that's a beautiful stone and it, and it cost a lot of money but i said but it's not big enough for him and then the next day i woke up and i said lauren you know that harkimer diamond we were looking at yesterday she goes we should go back there and hopefully they still have it. I just want to buy it for myself. <laughs> you know? So we went back, they had it, and I bought it. So I this Herkimer diamond that I have is such a beautiful example of a Herkimer diamond that I usually keep it as the centerpiece of kind of like an altar in my house, which keeps everything balanced. And maybe you do something like that in your house. So here I am watching this TV show, and I say, pause, Lauren, let's put that damn Herkimer diamond in a glass of water and drink it. Whatever you do, though, don't swallow the Herkimer diamond, or I'm going to have to call 911. <laughs> so sure enough, that's what we did. We, uh, we, we cleaned it, you know, because it had been just sort of sitting out there and I'm in the dusty desert. We cleaned it. We put it in uh, a glass of water, and we both drank it. And we've been doing that 
for about, I guess, I, th I think today's going to be our, our uh, third day, but already, I mean, like, maybe this is just some kind of, you know, placebo bullshit or whatever, but I already am feeling hmm, some kind, something happening here. And, you know, I was talking about the red light therapy, so I won't go into that, but Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't give out medical advice. I, it, it wouldn't even be legal for me to do it. But I can give you a personal review. And I have this really super nice quartz crystal that I am putting into a glass that we fill with water. Lauren likes to have hers with flat water. I like to pour some club soda. We have one of those soda stream things so you can make your water, your water fizzy so it's like club soda. I like it fizzy and it's funny because when you do the fizzy water you see all the little bubbles that build up around it and um, but it doesn't matter. We both are like huh there might be something to this. So if you are one of those people out there who has access to quartz crystals, and, and you know, I've talked about Herkermas before. There's a lady who listens to this show in Florida. Her name is Danielle, and she sent me some beautiful Herkermas uh, a year or two ago. And um, I know a lot of you understand what I'm talking about. If you have a quartz crystal, uh, you might want to try it out. Okay, just put it in a glass. I wouldn't do it in plastic, frankly. Put it in glass um, after you clean it. Pour in some water. Don't swallow the damn crystal because that is not the way, you know, you don't want to shit out a, a fucking Herkimer diamond, okay? That's, uh, you know, there are certain rules in life. Like they say, like, don't, don't marry a lawyer. Don't screw a reporter, you know. You don't want to swallow a Herkimer diamond would be somewhere in there because that is not going to be good. But if you take any type of a quartz crystal and you put it in water, and maybe you have some other kind of crystal, and, and you start drinking that water, I would really, honestly, like to hear your feedback on what's working for you. All you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com, and uh, send me your feedback there. You just scroll down to the bottom of the home page and you'll find my email address there. Next thing. Next thing. My last podcast was pretty wild, huh? You know, psychotronics. That's something that most people don't know too much about. I was reading this one description about how, you know, like Dr. Stanley Krippner said that he went to Robert Pavlida's house there in Czechoslovakia at the time. And Pavlida had a wand uh, and of course all his stuff is made of conductive things bronze gold steel whatever and he had a, a little wand a little metal wand with a ball on the end so i went out and uh, actually you know it turns out i'm such a weirdo i didn't have to actually go out i just had this shit in my house already <laughs> i I, du I dug around in my house and i found a little uh metal aluminum tube and I have a steel ball that I stuck on the end and I just did this uh, like two hours ago so I have not gotten to experiment with this yet but the idea is I think 
that you take something along these lines and you just sort of like rhythmically pavlita like that whole rhythmic description you rhythmically kind of rub it around your your temples maybe for five minutes and you know what's funny is that nowadays five minutes is a long ass time because we are in the quickening so yeah it's like you, you set a timer set your stopwatch on your 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 smartphone and then yeah just sit there and rub this thing on your temple for five minutes and then see what happens so I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this and I'm going to be trying to both move things telekinetically and or influence people's minds in some way now if you think that what I just said is totally insane well fine you got nothing to worry about right I'm just a crazy man fucking around with a little metal tube and a ball in the end there trust me there are worse things you can be into in life but if somehow or other this is true what Pavlita was saying that maybe you know I can tap into what he was doing with psychotronics well then maybe I'll discover something profound so that's what I'm up to and if you want to experiment well like I say I read every email I get. I don't have the time to respond to every email I get, but I do read every one. Go to joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com. Uh, you know, when it comes to Jason there, by the way, in Colorado, and he is an avid supporter and listener and fan of this show, the guy who built a device that is supposed to, well, is intended to attract UFOs, and you saw his video footage for example he sent me an email today and I'm gonna read this to you and he said that he wanted to give all of you who are experimenters more specific information on exactly what he did because he said that it works to attract a UFO he says this worked five times in a row and five different locations I wanted to make sure that it wasn't a coincidence all right so again he's he's in Colorado I'm not gonna say exactly where I know where he is but we don't want to give away that much information so here's what he wrote to me and said it was okay to share this with you about exactly what he did he said number one get a walkie-talkie and take the rubber off of the antenna number two attach the golden ratio pendant and again that's some of you are going to be really disappointed because you didn't get a golden ratio antenna they're not available anymore you know he's talking about the pendant the golden ratio antenna pendant that i made available that's not available anymore but anyway so he says attach the golden ratio pendant there to the antenna uh, number three get a rubber band and like some kind of long piece of metal or plastic and put that on the button that you push under the rubber bands so in other words what he's saying is you want to keep that transmit button pushed down on the walkie-talkie 
Then he says, number four, find a Bluetooth speaker or just use your phone, but it's more effective to use a Bluetooth. Number five, get your crop circle sigil tone from joshuapwarren.com. So what he's talking about, you go to joshuapwarren.com, you scroll down, there's like three or four sigils there on the home page, but you can click this page that brings up all these other sigils and there is a tone for a crop circle there and he so anyway he says get your crop circle sigil tone from your website and then get Stephen Greer's crop circle tones off of a YouTube search he says just search for Stephen Greer crop circle tones number six play the Joshua Parasymatics sigil tone six time six times and then let Dr. Greer's tone play out one time. And then he, he gives a few variations on that, but I don't want to confuse you too much. And, he, and then he goes, set your intentions on what you want to manifest. Stop thinking about it like you say so many times, nothing will happen. He says, stopping that thought is very important. So that's advice from this guy who who says, you know, I've done this five times in a row and I have a five out of five success rate. So Jason, thank you for that input. I mean, you know what? There are thousands and thousands of people who listen to this podcast all over the entire world. And most of you, I think, probably listen when you're on the way to work or maybe if you're in a job that allows you to listen to shit while you work or on your way home from work or you're in the shower and you don't actually follow through with any of this stuff. You don't actually sit down and say, I'm an experimenter, I'm going to do this. But there are some of you who do that, who say, okay, I like to get my hands on some shit and I know there's going to be a percentage of you listening to this who are going to take to heart what Jason just said you're an, again you're an experimenter type and so I can't wait to to see what happens and I hope that you will let me know go to joshuapwarren.com joshuapwarren.com scroll down and contact me and let me know what happens if you try to reproduce what Jason was doing also while you're at joshuapwarren.com, I still have for now the manifestation pattern there for free. If you go to the curiosity shop and you scroll down the curiosity shop, you'll see it says psychotronic manifestation pattern or something like that. As soon as you see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, this looks wacky because it's, it's kind of an optical illusion. You can save that to your computer or your phone or your tab or you can print it out and the idea is that you put an intention in the middle and see what happens. And I've been playing with it and I've had some success with that pattern as well. So go to joshuapwarren.com. This doesn't cost you a penny. It's a manifestation pattern. It's freely available. You just scroll, go to the curiosity shop, scroll down, you'll find it there. And just, you know, if nothing else, do this. Okay, try this out. I'm going to put an idea in your head right now. Are you ready? I'm going to plant a seed in your psyche. 
I want you to come up with an animal. Coyote, blowfish, eagle, elk, Tyrannosaurus rex, whatever. I want you to come up with an animal and bring this pattern up and just sit there for a good solid 60 seconds and think, I want my partner, which could be your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or that's as far as I'm going to take it, but you know, there are a lot of options there these days. Say, I want my partner to say this word to me in the next 24 hours. This is kind of like the butterfly experiment that I did before. So you just sit there for 60 seconds and you meditate on projecting that word to your partner in the cosmos. It, who knows, it might have to bounce off a few spiritual cell towers and stuff but it'll, it'll eventually hopefully make it to your partner and see if within 24 hours your partner just somehow brings up that animal in some context let me know what happens there again go to joshuapwarren.com go to the curiosity shop scroll down and uh, you will see this manifesting pattern that you can experiment with. You know what? I have a really special surprise planned for you guys. Um, I'm hoping that I will be able to share it with you on... Uh, it's, it's, well, maybe Thursday or Friday is when I'm hoping I'm going to be able to share it with you. I really want to tell you what it is but I can't because it's, it's a surprise. Um, and, and, and also, you know, uh, I, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do next together as a collective body working as Jedis in order to fight against the demonic globalist agenda that's trying to infiltrate the world that we are calling Legion. I'm going to tell you what our next step is going to be in that process. But here's what I need you to do for me right now today. I talked about this before. As you know, when I was 18 years old, I started writing the Haunted Asheville book, which is still the number one best-selling nonfiction book in the entire region of Asheville, North Carolina. It's the most stolen book in the history of the library system. And our Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours are, I truly believe, the, the number one best ghost tours in the country. So I was not surprised when we were nominated by USA Today and the Gannett publishing company which is the largest newspaper publisher to be one of the 20 ghost tours that people could vote on in order to figure out who you know was going to be number one and I, and I think the voting ends like August 24th so it basically goes on like a month and right now we are number one last time I looked in the current voting we're number one 
And I'm telling you, we deserve that position because we are the number one best ghost tour in the country. And I've been on some good ghost tours and I've been on some horrible ones. And I have a lot of friends who operate ghost tours. And, you know, I'm sorry, no disrespect intended here, but I believe that the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours that I created that are run by Tad McDivitt and Brian Bloxham and Christian uh, McLeod and people like Shelley Wright and Missy Hill. I really believe, you know, they these are the best tours. Uh, and the reason I say that is I don't just hire some, you know, minimum wage person who's, you know, 22 years old and you give them a script, right? I only hire people who have a background and real, you know, underst- a real understanding of science and history and the occult and mysticism and metaphysics. And I, I, I have the best people. You're going to get quality people. And I'd never give a script. I just say, you know, go out here and, you know, here's the framework, but make this, you know, your tour. And we're number one right now. But let me tell you, that is changing. I'll check it. I'll refresh the page and it'll say, oh, now you're number two. We're fighting with Sisters Grimm in San Antonio, Texas, which is ironic because I have family in-laws in San Antonio, Texas. And I've seen the Sisters Grimm uh, information. Uh, like their advertising material, but I've never been on one of their tours. I'm sure they're wonderful tours. They must be. Uh, we've been they're 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 going back and forth with us. So, look, I want to make sure that we keep the number one position. You can't let down your guard. If you do that, then you know who knows what's going to happen. Like if, you know how it is when you're you're bidding on something on eBay and at the last minute somebody kicks in there and wins the auction that you thought you had we have to really keep on top of this so here's what i want you to do for me you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it and it doesn't cost you a penny so i want you to for me go to votehauntedashville.com votehauntedashville.com and click the link there in order to there there's there's a blue button it says vote Uh, It'll take you to the USA Today site. You just hit that button that says vote. And you can do it once every 24 hours. And you can do it on different browsers. You can do it on different devices. So you might be able to vote once on your computer. And that's legal. And then vote once on your phone. And that's legal. And then vote once on your tab. And that's legal. And then you might be able to bring up a different browser and vote and that's legal or maybe an incognito browser or a private browser and and that's legal so here's what i did i took a wishing machine and i set it so that every single time you hit that vote button instantly something lucky is going to happen within your life Now, I'm not saying it's going to manifest instantly. Probably within the next 24 hours or 48 hours is what I would imagine. I'm not sure. But I've set it up so that every single time you hit that button, something lucky and great is going to happen to you. 
And so I'm, I'm counting on you guys, okay? Yeah, I'm counting on you. For the rest of this month, every time you think of it, just go to VoteHauntedAsheville.com, VoteHauntedAsheville.com. Hit that button, rack up some good luck karma points. Please, you know, let's, let, let's win this thing. Because we, you know, we actually have really, really good reviews. We just won a TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence again for the year 2020. TripAdvisor has just been bought out, however, and now they call it the Traveler's Choice Award. Um, so that's kind of weird. But anyway, we just won another one of those. We get them every year. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have un, an unbiased review. Like even if you've never been on a Haunted Asheville tour, here's an unbiased review from SmokyMountains.com. Just came out. It says the bottom line haunted asheville 4.5 out of 5 it says haunted asheville is the oldest running ghost tour in the city led by guides who seamlessly interweave the history of asheville with the spirits of those who appear to have stayed behind the tour is more interesting than terrifying but a great way to spend the time if you go to hauntedashville.com you'll see a quote there from national geographic best outdoor adventures the quote is the haunted Asheville tour makes for a mesmerizing trip and explains why this city is magic and if you are listening to me in some faraway country try this out if you go to hauntedashville.com and and you can do this anywhere in the world by the way and you scroll down to the bottom of the page it says self-guided tour only available on Android and if you click that it costs four dollars and ninety-five cents and you will actually hear me tell you the haunted Asheville stories um, so if you were in Asheville well th this tour would guide you from place to place uh, but if you're never gonna make it to Asheville North Carolina go spend four dollars and ninety-five cents and hear me tell you all the stories and so that's why when I say vote for Haunted Asheville it's not just a matter of like well you have to come here and take the tour you can appreciate the quality of the tour even online if you do that hauntedashville.com but the main thing is I'm counting on you okay as often as you can every single day for the rest of this month go to votehauntedashville.com vote haunted com. i'm sorry to hammer that so much but i really think that you know we, we need to take this seriously and you know you help me out i'll help you out the last thing i'm going to tell you before i have to wrap up this particular podcast is i have this free e-newsletter but here's the problem i i spend a lot of money for this free e-newsletter because it's spam free and it's commercial and advertisement free so that if you have a, a newsletter like that well if they're not making money off of commercials you have to pay them so I pay a lot of money so when you sign up for my shit like it comes directly to you because it's truly independent but I only have a limited number I can send out I can only send you one more newsletter in the next two weeks think about that 
So if you are somebody who likes this show, but you kind of are waiting to get a newsletter from me, like, oh, oh, there's a new one because he sent me. No, no, don't do that. I'm going to send you one more newsletter in the next two weeks, but I'm still going to be producing shows in the meantime. So here is how you keep up with me. For one thing, yes, go to joshuapwarren.com, sign up for the free e-newsletter, but I also want you to follow me on social media. Go to my Twitter page, at Joshua P. Warren. Hit the follow button there. It's easy to do. You can even have a text sent to you every time I post something. At Joshua P. Warren on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, look up uh, Joshua P. Warren Daily Podcast on Facebook. Like that page and follow it. You cannot rely on the e-newsletters to let you know when a new one is posted because I'm going to be posting a lot of shit over the next two weeks, but I'm only going to be able to send out one newsletter. So I I want you to keep up with me, especially since we may have some UFO disclosure. We got three months here until the U.S. you know elections. And, I mean, there's a lot of activity buzzing and stirring right now. So I hope that you will stay in touch with me. And the easiest way to do that, other than signing up for the newsletter, is to also make sure you follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Because you're not going to believe, if this works out, the interesting surprise that I have for you coming up on hmm, Thursday or Friday. At least, I think you'll be as excited as I am. Not to mention the results I get with this new wand and what's going to happen if I keep drinking this water with a quartz crystal in it? Is this bullshit or, you know, or is this working? Uh, I'll tell you what everybody else is experiencing as well. So anyway, that is it. Uh, Sorry if you didn't get a Model Field X, by the way, from Dr. Mulder. Uh, he's winding down production on that. If if we still have any available, uh, go to wishingmachineproject.com, wishingmachineproject.com, and you'll see whether or not there are many. Uh, if you if you scroll down, whether any uh, model filled X's are still available. Otherwise, go to joshuapwarren.com, check out the curiosity shop, sign up for the free e-newsletter, and. Please share this podcast with all your friends and family because, hey, look, I'm just a guy talking to you without any strings attached. And there aren't many of us left. The media, the mainstream media has been bought and sold. And most people who are doing podcasts right now work for some big shitty company. So if you appreciate true independent media well, I need your support. That said, go to joshuapwarren.com. Click the link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. It's always commercial free. It's uncensored. And it is independent. Independent. So, I'm going to have another good one for you soon. I promise. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.